0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Kim Chekio. Hi, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach. Today, I am really excited to introduce you to Leah Muller with Bloom Beauty Bar, um, a pretty new business in Virginia Beach. So, Leah, welcome to uh, Good Neighbor Podcast.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having us.
0: You're welcome. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about Bloom Beauty Bar.
1: So Bloom has actually been around, it'll be our five-year anniversary into or on July 18th, actually. We have been in the area. First, we started off of um, Baxter Road in a little suite, and then we moved into a two-chair salon. It was just me. And then um, I actually signed my lease on Bloom um, right as they shut salons down during the pandemic um, for that suite. So I opened Bloom to be a hair uh, makeup studio, actually, originally. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, "Okay, what do I do? We can't take masks off. So let's figure this out. Um, So I turned it back into a hair salon. And it was from two chairs. I had an assistant and then I turned it into a four chair salon. Then we expanded bloom into suites next door. So I had two locations, bloom and bloom, et cetera. And then we all moved into bloom, etc. And it became bloom beauty bar. And that was our first like bigger location. So bloom beauty bar is a luxury hair salon and suites open concept for hairstylists, anybody in the beauty industry that wants to run their own business. Also, we start from, day one out of hair school, and we help you grow into owning your own business one day.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So I guess that's what I've noticed then, the actual Bloom Beauty Bar, is the that location is new where you're at right now. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, that was like a surprise. So we had been looking for a newer, bigger location for over a year. Um, we needed to expand. My business expanded four times. In, wow! In like less than two years, so we just kept growing, and I was like, "Okay, we got to find somewhere else. Maybe we'll have a second location." And then I, I was given a new lease for the spot that I was just talking about, and then after that, um, they decided that they weren't going to re-sign our lease, so we had less than ninety days to find a space, and we had been looking. But I would sign a lease for a space, and then we'd find out the roof had issues, and so we'd have to get out of that lease, and so. It was kind of a wild ride um, finding this space. And this was a like blessing in disguise. The gym next door actually reached out to me and told me there was a space. So they reached out to the landlord. So we ended up getting in here really quickly. I think we moved in within like two months and it was just a clean slate. So Bloom off of Oceana is brand new.
0: Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, That's what's so good about this podcast, you can kind of (laughs) explain a little bit further. Um, Because yes, I saw I saw it had just popped because I'm driving down that road all the time for the communities that I worked with. So well, that's, that's uh, incredible that you've had such great success over the last couple years. And um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about your journey? Like, how did you even get into this industry?
1: Oh, gosh. Honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of a hot mess kid. Um, definitely college wasn't my thing. And I was always coloring my hair. I feel like a lot of hairstylists have that story. So their moms are telling them not to the color of their hair. And then they're in the bathroom with a level six doing whatever they want. Um, so really, I went to hair school to figure out what to do. And I didn't love it. Um, I actually quit doing hair three times in my career. Um, And I think it was more of the areas that I worked in. I could say I got into the industry because I love beauty, but I got into creating Bloom because I wanted to create a safe space for stylists and people to grow their business. Because in our industry, it's kind of hard to grow because people want you to stay in their business. They don't want you to keep growing because selfishly they want to make money off of you. You know, I mean, it's a business. So I wanted to create a space where, if you wanted to grow, you were welcome to, I don't take control over you. I let you actually grow and I help you do it.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that is such a struggle of being a business owner. It's like you, you go, you try to attract top people, top talent, and then you hope one day that they'll, you know, go off and, And do bigger things and it's great that with bloom like you're saying you have a place that they can actually do that and feel good about it and get that support um so what what about misconceptions um about your industry um or even you know products uh the services you offer anything like that
1: um i would say the number one thing that we get is people like there's this old school myth that like dirty hair is better and it's safer. Um, it's just a funny, I mean, because I used to think it back in the day. Oh, my hair's
0: dirty. It'll yeah. slide
1: perfectly fine.
0: Like um, you're proud. You're. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, mine's dirtier than yours. Yeah, so, <laughs> Girls do that. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like going to a wedding and we always prep our clients. We're like, hey, mm-hmm. make sure your hair's clean. Let us put the products in it to dirty mm-hmm we can guarantee that your hair will actually hold the curl or like when I'm coloring it, if I'm putting color on your hair, the color has to eat through that any buildup on your hair first. So sometimes we'll get splotchy colors. So um, that's definitely like an old school myth. Clean hair is definitely better, which
0: we'll (laughs) do for you, but just clean hair is definitely better. Right. Yeah. Like there's so many products out. Like when I do my hair, I spray like a dry conditioner after get that texture, but it's not dirty. <laughs> it's, exactly. But it's that feeling of dirty. So so yeah, with with all the different products out today, you can have clean hair <laughs> and still have that dirty texture. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you're working a lot um, with the stylist there and growing this new expanded business, um, not new business, but expanded business. So yeah. what are you doing when you're not working? What do you do for fun? Um, I gym, I go to the gym. I hang out with my family. Um,
1: definitely a beach girl, ocean breeze. My son, I have a, my daughter will be 18 in July. My son is seven. So it's kind of different like levels of what they like to do. So ocean breeze and beach. And then my parents have a lake house. So we try, I try to go there every weekend that I can, but my husband's military. So sometimes we can't.
0: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Nice. Water
0: all the way around (laughs) ocean breeze (laughs) ocean (laughs) or lake. Um, so can you share with the listeners uh, one hardship or life challenge that you were kind of faced with that you rose above and it helped to get you where you are today, whether per- personally, professionally?
1: I would say the signing the lease during a pandemic um, was super at literally as I was signing it, my husband got a message through his phone. He was like, do not sign that. And I was like, why? I already, <laughs> I'm like signing it right now. And he's like, so lawns aren't allowed to do hair anymore. And that was really scary. Um, and I just worked my butt off to like, try to make it work because I had had a salon a long time ago that I just wasn't ready for. So I feel like my failures helped me succeed in the future. And then this last moment, we were, we, we were going to expand. And then I got that kind of taken away from me. Like they decided last minute, they were going to go a different way with who they were going to put in this. I had just put almost $30,000 into that space. And then she told me she wasn't going to re-sign the lease. So, um, she had a different opportunity come available. And so I had a team of 10 and I had to find how to get us out of, there within less than 90 days and open a new salon altogether. And there was nothing, um, either it was really expensive or there were roof leaks or there were, um, the, like the space that we're in now had a, um, it was a clean slate. There was nothing in there. So we had to build it out, but I needed us to be able to work out. Some of my girls are booth runners. They run their own businesses. So it was a really scary time, a time of uncertainty, And I was like, super worried that I wasn't going to, I thought I like lost my business. I was like, oh my gosh, bloom is over. Like I have nowhere to put these girls and wonderfully, there is a barbershop, a couple doors down from us called the cutting trim. His name is DeMonte. I reached out to him and I asked him how he would feel about 10 girls coming in and renting his space from him. And it was A blessing. Oh gosh, it was amazing. He let us just come in, and we're a bunch of girls. We're loud, we're obnoxious, and it was just him in there. He's amazing, barber Mm -hmm. for LA. Um, He let us lease this space from him and work with him for two months. We just invaded his home, and that helped us work through the build out of our salon. And then our salon is now open and it's beautiful. And we miss our DeMonte, though. We're like, come just move in with us. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) that was a pretty hard because one Mm -hmm. of my girls ended up leaving. She actually ended up coming back because it's a scary time. You have no idea. Like, are we going to open a salon? Are we, you know, Mm -hmm. work to pay their bills, but we made it through and it, we are crushing it. The girls are crushing it. It's pretty awesome.
0: Wow. That's I'm, I'm so glad that worked out for you. Um, I, I recently met with, somebody that opened a salon after the pandemic, but there were issues with their space and their stories not as, um, ha- doesn't have as ha- happy ending as yours. They lost a lot of money. They, there wasn't another, you know, supportive business owner that could help them out. Like, um, you were helped out. So that's, that's really hard amazing.
1: Finding. I reached out. I like, I didn't want to like in my heart. I didn't, I was like, Oh, am I really going to reach out to all these other businesses and just be like, Hey, we have nowhere to go. But I, I had to, I had a mm-hmm. whole team. If it was just me. Cool. But it, I had a whole team of girls I needed to be there for. So I, I begged, I pleaded, I asked every salon owner that I ever knew. It is kind of hard in our industry. A lot of people try to see competition between each other, but yeah. I bloom is literally called our hashtag is you can bloom with us. And I also have a had a, podcast called no competition, because I don't, I don't see it. There's, there's mm-hmm. one of, there's one thousand people needing their hair done. So I'm just like, I share the love, but this guy reached out. We did have a couple other salons that were trying to make it work for us, but it's hard. They have their own team, you know, and mm-hmm. bringing this whole team of girls in. So it is really sad. Cause I had a friend too. She lost her um, space like right after COVID too. So it's really sad, but I always will have my open arms to anybody and everybody that if something like that happened, we would make it work for them to come live yeah. with it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can pay. I'm sure you'll have an opportunity to pay it forward to somebody else one day. Yeah. Um, so what's one thing that you wish our listeners knew about your business? Um, about maybe I would say our weddings and our events. We
1: do weddings. We have a wedding team and we travel to you or you can come in the salon. And then we also host events where we raise money for our community. We're always looking for other, um, um, I can't even think of the word, fundraisers or mm-hmm. charities to raise money for. So oh, if anyone okay. has something that they think that they would like to raise money for, we love getting ideas for that. And we put events together and bring our community together doing so. And we raise money for that. So we have a Galantine's every year that we raise money for a small woman owned business and all of the proceeds go to her, whoever Gets nominated, and then we also raise money for Back Bay Wildlife Society, and that is um, around Earth Day every year. But we're always open to doing more to raise money for anything in our community that can help us out. So if you want to let
0: us know, you can email yeah.
1: us or call us and let us know of a charity that we could help
0: with. Oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, I definitely have some some different people in mind because we publish um, nonprofit. Articles all the time, so I'm always yeah. meeting different people in the area that are working closely with nonprofits or the actual founders. Um, so yeah, I can definitely that share be- that with you. But um, <laughs> yeah, our listeners definitely need to email you as well. <laughs> um, so in Virginia Beach, what do you like to do? What do you? Uh, what's your favorite thing? Besides ocean breeze, (laughs) what do you, where do you like to go eat or, you know, what's your Um, favorite place?
1: I have two favorites, um, at the oceanfront, Hearth and Atlantic on Pacific. I, Mm. $90 worth of oysters by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, their drinks are fantastic. Um, and then Hearth, um. I like to sit at the bar with Strick. He's great bartender. His team's great back there, and you can watch the cooks like cook right in front of you. Your food—they have the best burger night. And then for brunch, Bay Local, hands down, Bay Local mm-hmm. is really great.
0: Yes, um, really great places. I, um, I when is the burger night at Hearth?
1: Uh, Hearth, I think, is Thursday. I want to say it's Thursdays. Gosh, I'm pretty almost certain okay. it's Thursdays, and it's till they sell out their smash burgers and. From what I understand, they take like any of the meats that didn't sell the night before, like even their like steaks, their high end steaks, and they kind of like make burgers out of it. Yeah, they
0: are, they literally melt in your mouth. They are so good. Oh, I need to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where can our listeners find you um, if they want to get some more information? I know you just shared about um, the give back. um, But what about just learning about Bloom or setting an appointment?
1: Yep. If you want to make an appointment, we are here Tuesday through Sunday. Um, You can call or text the salon phone. It's 757-373-6921. Or you can actually book an appointment online. You can go to our Instagram, Bloom Beauty Bar VA. If you click the link in our bio, um, there's a book now button. You can also um, apply to, um, for our weddings there. If you're looking to get hair and makeup for your wedding, you can click there. You can see our services there. You can also go to our website, um, bloombeautybarva.com for bookings. You can see our rates, you can see our pricing for appointments, but we do take, we also take walk-ins. A lot of salons don't do that anymore. Um, but we are still taking walk-ins. We have different levels of stylists from a level one to a level four. So, Um, and you can also book with our renters as well. So we have a team of over 15 people now.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll link a lot of that to the post with the podcast uh, so it's easy to find for everybody. Um, Well, it was so great talking to you this morning. I will definitely have to swing by next time I'm driving in that area. I'm just going to stop and and come in and say hi to you and some of the girls. We (laughs) would love that. Yeah. All right. Well, it was great. It was great chatting with you and learning more about Bloom Beauty Bar. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPVirginiaBeach.com. That's GNPVirginiaBeach.com. Or call 757-982-3690.